Muscle pain, weakness, and dark urine. Hello and welcome to this week's Urgent Bite, brought to you by the Royal New Zealand College of Urgent Care. My name is Guy Melrose and today I want to highlight a drug interaction we must all be aware of. In the past, I've looked at the work we do in urgent care through the lens of aviation. While these industries are not comparable across the board, there are a number of ways that we can take principles and concepts from the aviation world and utilise them in some way in medicine. And one concept that I think works very well for a specialty as broad as urgent care is the use of memory items. Now, I've taken this directly from a document produced by the European Aviation Safety Agency. A memory item, also known as recall or immediate action items, may be described as an action that must be taken in response to a non-routine event so quickly that reference to a checklist is not practical. A lot of how pilots manage the day-to-day functions of getting your plane to its destination is done with the aid of checklists, which ensure that everything is done in a timely fashion and in the correct order. This is one of the many ways that aviation maintains its high safety standards. But pilots must have certain actions and knowledge stored in the front of their mind for immediate recall in certain situations. So, how is this analogous to urgent care? Well, the closest analogous situation would be a cardiac arrest. We undergo our yearly training, and during this we have certain actions ingrained in us so as to be able to be done straight away. Doctors ABC, compression rates, airway manoeuvres, etc. We will then often use an algorithm checklist to reference certain things like drug doses. But in urgent care, these situations are thankfully not that common, much like serious issues with an aircraft. So where I see a more common analogy between aviation memory items and urgent care is how we go about dealing with the vast amount of knowledge required of an urgent care clinician, such as to maintain our patient's safety. There are things we see in urgent care on a daily basis, injuries and illnesses that are the bread and butter of our practice. There are procedures we undertake and medications we prescribe so often that we can almost do it in our sleep. I'm sure that you do not need to check drug doses for paracetamol or codeine or amoxicillin for most of your patients. Likewise, you will probably have a routine for drawing up, checking with the patient and administering local anaesthetic or have a routine for setting up a suture pack and performing wound closure. These are all things that you do not need to look up because you do them often. It's as familiar as breathing. And for drug interactions, I'm sure there are some that are on the tip of your tongue. The triple whammy when prescribing NSAIDs, for example. Yet, when I encounter a drug I do not see very often, or do not often co-prescribe, I quickly check the New Zealand formulary interaction checker just to make sure. This, I've noticed, happens more often during the New Zealand summer months as we have a lot of overseas visitors and they can be on drugs that we do not use here routinely. 
So for me, the analogy is memory items are there at the front of our brain and we can address them without reference to another source. Whereas the checklist items for a pilot might be the things that we often have to look up and double check. And I think the analogy works, or at least it does in my brain. But where this is leading is a drug interaction that should be on our radar as a memory item alongside the triple whammy due to the prevalence of these drugs in the urgent care population. This interaction is between statins, mainly simvastatin, but also atorvastatin, and CYP3A4 inhibitors such as erythromycin, clarithromycin, azithromycin, roxithromycin, and azole antifungals. There are other drugs on the list, but these are the ones that we most likely will be starting a patient on in urgent care. The co-prescribing of these antibiotics or antifungals with simvastatin or atorvastatin can increase the plasma concentration of the statin and lead to increased myopathy, an often reported side effect in patients on statins anyway, or even rhabdomyolysis. There is a MedSafe data sheet which tabulates the risks and the measures to take, such as stopping the statin temporarily, reducing dose or monitoring for symptoms, and I would encourage you to have a look at these for full details. Although it's worth pointing out that the combination of erythromycin, clarithromycin and azole antifungals with simvastatin is contraindicated. There's also a paper from the Australasian Medical Journal in 2013 by Dr. Falar et al. that reports on a case of rhabdo following erythromycin and simvastatin being co-prescribed. Both are linked in the show notes. So the memory item for us in urgent care is, if prescribing erythromycin, clarithromycin, roxithromycin, azithromycin or an azole antifungal stop and check if the patient is on a statin. If they are, then refer to MedSafe for what to do regarding dosing. Also, if seeing a patient who presents with muscle aches and they're on a statin, check if they have recently been prescribed a CYP3A4 inhibitor, because if they have, Rhabdo is now on your differential list. Now we'll be back again next week with another podcast. I look forward to seeing you all then. But for now, thanks for listening.